You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. I'm Kevin Power. My fourth podcast from Rock Glen is a chance for me to introduce to you the hosts you heard me talk about so much. Jan Johnston and painter-musician Neil Jones opened their home and hearts to me. Neil makes one heck of a good pasta sauce, which we had for supper, and then he topped himself by making an equally amazing omelette for breakfast. And then there was last night's rocking good time at the house party jam session. Their friend, Ken Christopher, also a Saskatchewan painter and musician, and one of Jan and Neil's other guests, joined us. And yes, that is Brenda Feuerstein you hear briefly. You heard my chat with Brenda in a previous podcast. These are four very good friends who are doing inspiring and creative work in Saskatchewan. So, you know, when Lynn Holmes said you should call this couple named Jan and Neil Johnston in Rockland. And she told me that you did these house parties. I was there already. I was halfway to coming uh, to your neighborhood just because I grew up with house parties and kitchen parties. And I think it's an incredible thing. So I called Jan and instantly I thought, I'm going to have a good time here. (laughs) And you felt, you felt so uh, thrilled and touched that somebody would be interested in and coming to Rockland and telling the story of how you got here. So, Neil, how did you get here? I suppose I was started painting down here years ago, and then we just kind of worked our way into this whole South area, looking for a place to live, or a place to have a cottage at least. Right. And then we found this place, so we made, finally made a decision just to move down here full-time. I should say I'm surrounded by all of your work, you're extremely prolific, and um, and your artistry is influenced by where you grew up. Right. Which was? Pas- <clears throat> near the Pasco Reserve by Fort Capel. Right. And that was a big influence when I was a child, and it's finally come back to me after stumbling around for years doing other stuff. Right. And there are so many Native faces in your, Aboriginal faces in your in your work. Are they all memories of people that... That you grew up around, Mm -hmm. and then the rest are archive archival photos, which I've just used my own impression on. Right. And how long? When was it that you first started painting? What was the what was the earliest memory that you have of of um, thinking that you would like to paint or being inspired by somebody's painting? When I was a kid, because my mom was from a more of a cultured background from Wales. She was a classically trained singer, so we always had music and art as part of our life. Right. Had you done anything other than what we would term creative 
in as far as visual arts and and being a musician, did you try your hand at things that I really... I'm a journeyman carpenter. Oh, you are? Yeah. But then again, there's an opportunity to... Create stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's just, it's in you. Yeah. Right, right. And at what decision did you decide, at what point did you decide you'd like to make your living full-time from your art? I think it was just a gradual work into it, because for many years I, I'd always painted or, or played music on the as an entertaining myself. Right. And then eventually it worked into, I thought I'd start trying to see if I could make a living out of it. Is it hard? It's very hard. Very, very hard. Getting your work seen? Yeah. I think the marketing side is what, where the artist always falls down. Right. But you just put all your energy into the creation and then yeah. the rest is whatever. <laughs> right. So how do you reconcile that when you're, when you're wondering you ever get to a point where you think, why am I doing all this? It's not getting out there. I, I mean, every I'm, day it goes through. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yet, for some reason, you do. Keep going, yeah. Because. It's such a, I think it's a, the joy of your spirit, is what I find. When you, you'd be lost without it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got to get this work out there. So Rockland has very limited space in which to show artwork. Yeah. Like, this is the only gallery in right. town this Darcy's just started up one but I don't know where I'd look at it just as a hub to work from yeah well I should say you've essentially created your living room into a concert hall and a gallery yeah as um, what's happened here um, when did you meet Jan and how she was my neighbor in Regina oh that was 11 11 years ago yeah. all right and Jan, did you have an artistic background as well? Absolutely not. I'm a lifelong appreciator. Right. And uh, Neil had a painting of. He was my neighbor. I didn't. I knew who he was, but I'd never met him. But I saw he had a buffalo painting in his window, facing my kitchen window. So as I was doing dishes, I would look at this buffalo painting for many months. <laughs> Huh. That's how he won me with that buffalo <laughs> painting. Because I'm passionate about buffalo. Does that hang here? No. It's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. somewhere the, yeah. Yes, I should say yeah, the bedrooms upstairs are stacked <laughs> full of your artwork <laughs> leaning against the wall, just uh, crying to be seen and yeah. purchased. Yeah, right. Purchased. That's the. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so at what point did you decide to retire from life in Regina and. How did you happen upon Rock Glen? Well, we, you loved Rock Glen's first time you saw it. And I was here in the 70s, probably mid-70s, and I thought, this is an amazing place. Just the, I didn't know anybody here, but just the locale of it and the, yeah. the uh, flora and fauna around here. So yeah. I thought, well, I'd like to live here someday, and here we are. Yeah. I couldn't believe like this is a really well kept secret down here. No kidding. It's, it won't be much longer. It now won't be much out. longer, no, but no. it's so absolutely beautiful. And I had no idea this existed till Neil brought me here. Right. And uh, it's uh, we call it paradise. It's so beautiful. Right. Yeah. And so you've been here two years. And the people here are super open to the arts, and our friends who run the cafe really um, have su- joined us to help promote that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you've 
you've essentially created uh, a touring house here in this space. There are a lot of young bands that yeah. are working their way through Saskatchewan. How do they find you? How- I guess once we started, it just kind of, right. the momentum of it, everybody would talk to each other, I'm sure, like every musician does. Right. They want to know where to play, where to stay, where to get a good meal. So the word goes out when something's good and bad, too. So Right. And so who's come through here already? We've only been here two years. How many bands roughly have you come through? We've had eight, is that? Yeah, eight or some repeats, a couple of repeats. Yeah. But. And can you house a band and audience in here? You must really put yeah, them in like We can so get eight. 40 people in here. Wow. And this had not been done up until you guys came here. No. Well, you obviously care enough that you're willing to open your home literally to turn it into a concert hall. I mean, it's, it's, it's really important that these young bands have performance spaces. Well, I can relate. When I was young, I had, a, I was in a band. We had a couple of bands actually. Yeah. So, and you could hardly play anywhere. Right. You know, when you're 16 or 17, you can't even play in the bars. Right. So now when I realize that if this stuff had been around then, yeah. you could have toured all over Canada just playing houses. Yeah, right, right. Um, how did the jam session that we, you, so marvelous to, to have happen last night, the, the house party with everybody that, you know, all your friends and locals coming over, how did that come together originally? Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app, or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcast. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. We just decided to try one and see who would show up and who, how they liked it. And right. everybody seems to always want to come back and do it. So, so you were meeting, I mean, these were people that you knew. I, no, we, well, we knew some of them, but we didn't know what kind of musicians some of them were. Right. They'd come out of the woodwork, some of them. Right. And so how often does that happen? We've only had it twice this year since we've been here, but I think we're going to make it more of a, maybe a, monthly event or something. And more and more people come. Gabby was here last yeah, night. That Gabby. was the first time. It's nice time. to see a young person here. Yeah. And she's, yeah, we were thrilled. She's fantastic. Yeah, Talent. and it's great because you, it, from first look, it looks like you guys all get together on a regular basis because you're really in tune with learning from each other and picking up yeah. stuff from each other. It really, it flow. the free flow is, is really productive. It yeah. works. It works. It must feel very gratifying. It creatively. is. And you enjoy it, too. Yes, yeah, oh, so you yeah. being Ken Christopher. So, Ken, how did you... You're originally from... Uh, Pambrin, which is north of Pontex, west of Gravelberg. Right. Um, and I, I left in 
went to Calgary and had a career in painting for 40 years. And then I came back here about uh, 15, 16 years ago. Right. And uh, I, I, I love the prairie. I grew up, I spent my summers in a physical area similar to this with high hills and, and uh, cowboy country. Mm -hmm. I grew up with that. And uh, so I was always fascinated by the grasslands. And uh, I, have, I had a girlfriend in Regina for a while. And on the return back home from there, I decided to come around south and uh, go back to Swift Current, where I live now. And uh, I came into, into Rock Glen, and it just was instantly, I could live here. Exactly the mm -hmm. same response. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. no, I can't and, uh, you know, I, I thought about it all the way home and took pictures uh, of the hills and made paintings from them. And, and then uh, I met uh, Jan and Neil at a Southwest Quest thing in East End. Because of my painting show in Calgary got flooded out by the flood. And, oh, and right. so uh, that, was a, that was an unbelievably traumatic experience. I, I had people coming from Edmonton and people coming from Saskatchewan. I hadn't had a show for a long time, and I was looking so forward to it. And the day the show was to go on the wall, a flood hit. And so I was just, like, stunned. And I came home, and because that was canceled, yeah. I could take uh, part in this Southwest Quest that I had been invited to, which mm -hmm. I didn't think I could do. Mm. And so I, I, it was kind of an intuition, like the big city is kicking you out and the country is welcoming you. And that's what it felt like. Right. Was your work destroyed in that flood? No, it wasn't. Right. No. Uh, but I got down to, to East End and met these beautiful people mm -hmm. and more, you know, everybody that was there. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was uh, like uh, Brenda. And it, it was like, I've found my family, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's just been getting better and better since. And then because of our connection, Neil, he invited me to um, that, was that the first jam yeah. that you had? And because of Neil and Jan and my memory of Rock Glen, those things came together and it was a blizzard. <laughs> And, yeah. and I lived two and a half hours away, but I came anyway. <laughs> you know, I just could not stay away. Mother Nature has fun around Rockland. <laughs> oh. Last night we had a power outage. Yeah, yeah exactly. With all the electronic equipment. <laughs> See, you, the reason for that is there's good things happening here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the negative stuff always is sucked toward it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. got to be neutralized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But nobody cares because everybody's just listening. You just do it anyway. Somehow it all magically happened. Oh. Absolutely people, magic. People that have been like-minded have gravitated toward yeah. here. And it's, uh, it's like it was... It, there really is some magic down in this yeah, yeah. going on here. There's no doubt about it. But you live in Swift Current now. Yeah, south of Swift Current. Right, okay. And so are you still painting there? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and is your work able to be seen? Or are you I've also got a show in up in Shonovan right now where Neil right, had a show right, before me. And right. uh, uh, because I had a, a show in my gallery last fall, word has gotten out. Because I've been a recluse. Yeah. I've I've been I've I just have always tried to get away from everything. Is that so with painters in general? I don't know. It certainly wasn't me. It right. might be. Right.
What inspired, what, what is, I don't have the opportunity to see any of your work here, but what do you paint? What images do, are you drawing to? I paint, paint landscape. Uh huh. And quite a lot like, like, uh, Neil's, right. uh, um, only mine are more, more tending to abstract because I did paint abstractly for a while. Right. But again, that through line of painting what your, your environment, the environment that affected you. Um, growing up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. space, the, the, the spaces. Yeah. Space is a spiritual presence. Right, right. You know, and when you create that, that's what you're addicted to, I think, is creating that, controlling that right. space. You right. know, you make a space you can get into. But it's what you know as well because of having grown Inside up. and outside. Yeah, yeah. You're I like mean, can I, writers, they always say, write what you know, and painters exactly. you seem to be painting what you know. Yeah, so it's a combination of both. Right, right. Um, and do you also find it a struggle now in 2014 to be making a living? Well, it's a, it has been my entire life, right? You know, and, and it's one more thing in my denial is I did just you know I have to not worry about it. Yeah, you just shut it out yeah. and pretend it doesn't happen. And when you don't have anything, you don't have anything, and you don't whine about it. You just carry on, you know. Right? Because I wouldn't trade what I've got for anything. Well, that's the thing. There yeah. isn't a practical part of this, of this creativity that says, well, this just makes no sense. Therefore yeah. I'll stop. You don't paint because it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely> not. <laughs> Very well said, Kevin. <laughs> we often hear people who's, you know, who transition out of a job that's been terminated in a profession that's well respected. And now you go online, you can read what to do with the second half of your life. And everybody says, you know, now it's time to find your passion, do something you love. But for artists, that's how you started out. Yeah, exactly. It seems completely foreign to do anything else. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so what happened? Your, your hope is that this just continues to explode. Um, your, that, that this, venue becomes uh, so popular that the walls can't hold all the performers that want to come through. That would be great. <clears throat> and we want, we'd like this to become more of an art community here yeah. and an art center where people come to. Right. Because if you go in the States, all these little towns that have become art centers where people gravitate to. Yeah. And I don't know why it can't happen here. And too. these are the stories that, that, People in Saskatchewan don't know about these are little pockets of the province that, that yeah. people don't know about, and and that was that was the impetus behind me creating this series was that we Saskatoon, Regina, big centers have yeah. such huge voices, and then there are these little pockets. And on one hand, it's very it's bittersweet because you don't want to start putting a spotlight to the point where it loses its specialness. Yeah, it's still um, there's something very spectacular happening here, and you want people to know about it. Yeah. Um, so what building is sitting empty that screams buy me and turn me into a gallery slash concert hall? There must I be one. The, the theater. Church. Yeah. The church and the theater. The, the Dreamland the, Theater? Yeah. Right. The Dreamland Theater, the folks there are, it's for sale, but they've been generous enough. When we get a big band in, like the Harpoonist and the Axe Murder from Vancouver, mm -hmm. they donate the theater. And it has excellent acoustics, and right. it's a beautiful place to watch a band. But the night they came, it was the worst blizzard of the year. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it may be time to have a summer series. <laughs> Some people do have to work around the elements. <laughs>
But there's something magical that can happen when people forge two hours in a snowstorm. Yeah. It was the, amazing. You know, it was amazing. Yeah. And you've also opened up your rooms to have people stay if they need to be. I mean, you've hosted me, which has been, which I didn't even hesitate when you said no, that. You I, thought, I thought, my, well, that's partially because of my upbringing, but I thought somehow I have a feeling that's part of the experience of being here. I was saying to you last night, every cell in your wall, um, oozes creativity you've created a very uh, a very special place it's it's not just a house it's a it's a center um, thank you that's about the most beautiful compliment we could get (laughs) but your background jan isn't in the arts you were in social work that's right in mental health and addiction yeah right do you i'm your biggest project <laughs> Thank God for artists. <laughs> I haven't been out of work. I haven't been out of right, right. But, but there, it is true. There's a very powerful um, uh, healing process that can happen through creativity with the demographic uh, that you've been working with. I would expect. I was lucky um, it, in the mental health clinic I worked with adolescents. Uh, I worked with. Uh, we had a couple of very talented. Uh, um, musicians who we could line up with some of our clients and quite frankly the magic they had with those young people who were open to um, that kind of creativity it was far and beyond anything I could do in my office so as a great as a, I'm, I'm a lifelong appreciator of the art so I, I I'm not art- artistic in that way at all um, I don't know I just have such respect and having people come here, we're always uplifted. Like for a week afterwards, there's kind of a high mm-hmm. from having music in our home and art. And uh, the the local artists here have just been so open to everything you've done, haven't they, Neil? Yeah. yeah. And our friends at uh, Russ and Jeanette Belbeck at the cafe, they, they um, got on board and they feed the bands. We house them. Other people sell tickets for us. Angie at the library sells tickets. Right. Ernie at the co-op sells tickets. Our friends come from great distances to support us. So it's it's a very lovely, lovely process. But I don't know what I'm doing. We don't know. That's what okay. We're doing. <laughs> well, I, my experience is ignorance truly is bliss when it comes to the arts. Oh. That some that you know that sometimes master plans can can be so limiting that you never allow yourself to go where you would otherwise. So just let it happen organically. I have a feeling when the universe conspires to put people together of like minds like this, that it's, that it's not an accident and that the direction it heads in. No is, kidding. That's you know, exactly what's going on. Yeah. And, it, and so it will, it will go exactly where it needs to go. Yeah, I mean, there's sure. nothing you can do to really no. wreck it at this point, except to try to have a plan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because if you look back, you could never have planned the what's happened Absolutely up till now, right? And so just keep open and right. let, and let it, let it let the pieces fall as they may. Right. Yeah, which requires a tremendous amount of faith. But I think that's what that's what's very interesting about artists, um, no matter what the genre is, that you just do give yourself over to this trust. The um, process you have to because you've never really had anything solid and secure. Well, that's where the energy is. Yeah, you right. Follow that thread. Right. Right. 
Although, if somebody came in and said, I'd like to buy your collection for a couple of million dollars. There's energy dollars, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, the eyes light up. Yeah, I saw the there. eyes light up. You, you, artists can be bought. <laughs> it's not about, oh, really, I couldn't. Please take it. <laughs> you're spiritual and giving, but to a point. Yeah, right. But you're also an inspiration for small towns that um, I always have questions to to artists about what would you tell somebody in a small town where there's nothing going on? How do you start? But that's essentially what you guys did. I mean, you, you started you, even if it's creating something on your own and getting people to come in, uh, the universe will conspire to meet you there and start drawing people. To and people are curious about art, you know, that they've had no exposure to at all, but there's something about it that draws people to it. And the people here are particularly open. Yeah, I, just, I just feel, feel like they're family, you right. know, so I don't know how to explain that. Are you drawn to art that's not as, I've asked this of other, um, of other folks that I've talked to, art that is very abstract, that, that isn't, that for an uneducated eye to look at a canvas and say, yes, that is the, that is the aged, wrinkled, weathered um, uh, uh face of someone who probably has an amazing history behind them versus a piece of abstract three-dimensional metal sitting mounted on a piece of concrete somewhere. You look at that and say, ah, that's not art. Or are you able to see beauty in something that isn't as, as clearly defined? Uh, there's history in that abstract too. Right. You know, uh, we all come from abstract. Before material form develops, we're all abstract. Right. There's a structure that we fall into like mm -hmm. Plato's, Plato's ideals, you yeah. know, they're ideas first. And that's where abstract art comes from. They're the ideas. Yeah. Picasso painted the, uh, the, the seventh dimension of geometry. People thought he was breaking up the faces into facets. He wasn't. Yeah. It was the facets that were creating the faces. Yeah. And he was painting those. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. And I'm not sure I'm right. But I suspect I am. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong. It's, it's the way you experience it. But I think that a lot, Picasso was an incredibly controversial artist. He was um, also an incredibly brilliant. Brilliant. Artist. But I mean, uh, inspired a big, so many people. There's a controversy going on nowadays about, you know, in, in, right across Canada, should we be funding public art? Um, you know, so much of it is people saying, this isn't art, this is crap. <laughs> you know, this is, this is an art. Art is, art is a picture of a pastoral field. That's what I understand. This isn't art. Yeah. But do you, do you feel that that's a really slippery slope to go down? Oh, it's extremely just... slippery because your people that are having no experience in education, making yeah. decisions about energy. You know, high energy that's coming in, and so you're slowing the process of evolution right. by not uh, recognizing quality at that level. Right. So it all has merit. Pardon? It all has merit. Well, it's not all; just the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good one, <Right>. Ken. <laughs> right. Which is in that, to say all, because it will always be good to somebody. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there is. Is there, there a is a consensus of quality there is. in oh absolutely. But is that not purely subjective depending on well, the person viewing it? Truth is pretty subjective in the end. Yeah. You know, you recognize it or you don't. Right. You know, it, that's it's your body that recognizes what's real. Right. 
This is a pretty heavy conversation. Yeah. All of the podcasts seem to ultimately wind up there. I know, and that, and I'm, and I'm fully responsible for it. But that's sort of way, the way my brain works. It's so fun, um, right? It, it is so fun, and it's interesting. But, and I also should say that I'm sitting here also with Brenda Feuerstein, who I met with last night, and whose name will give me tremendous anxiety for many days to come. Yeah. So Brenda Feuerstein is here from East End. Exactly. How did you find your way to Rock Glen? I was hiking in the East Block and uh, a mutual friend of Jan and Neil's um, just brought me here to, to meet them and said, you know, you'd probably be interested in the art and that Neil was producing. And uh, I walked in and literally fell in love with Jan and Neil and fell in love with the, the hills and the energy of this land compared to East End, which is a significantly different kind of, of energy. Yeah. You know, and I and I get that. The, the same thing happened when I walked in. I, I dare say it, I would not be out of line to say that you would welcome anybody to come and drop in and, um, and they would instantly get it. I hope so, because that's her goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, her goal, but it, make people welcome and share the love of Neil's painting and music. And no, you get that the minute you open the door, so I'm not oh, so surprised lovely. that you that's felt that, Brenda. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. No, it's, no I, I mean, you do, and, and many people say they like to do, but they control the environment so much that it's, you will feel welcome under our conditions, yeah. but you're un very unconditional here. It's a, it's a very organic space, a very free-flowing space, and um, a very welcoming space, so... I hope that somebody listening to this winds up thinking, okay, that's it. I know where we're going this weekend. Um, and shows up at your door and says, I heard the podcast and I had to come down. That would be lovely. They'd be most welcome. <laughs> Might it, get a cookie out of us. You never know. <laughs> well, we've just had a pretty darn fine omelet handmade by Neil. So um, there's lots of home cooking with a great deal of love going into it as well. And two very well looked after and adored dogs. So, um, and if for no other reason than to just sit here and take in this geography around here, yeah. it is, it is really, amazing. it is amazing. You know, I mean, some people drive into a place and go, wow, it was really cool. But this, this is something, there's an energy around here that's, that, that yeah. is really spectacular. So I'm not surprised you gravitated here. And here's hoping that you've um, shone a big spotlight on the importance of Rockland, but not so big that it becomes overwhelming. You know, you don't want to lose the specialness of it. Yeah. You don't want to drive the prices up so we can't buy a house here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you let us buy property here first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was already thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Note to listeners, hold off for five years until all the property is bought. Kevin, thank you. <laughs> Kevin, thank you. So hold, don't release that till we get our place. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me to be a part of it. I could have easily just stopped in for a couple of hours, but I would have denied myself a full experience by, by staying here and, um, and experiencing it all. It's been a really special time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you Thanks for so coming, much, Kevin. Indeed. It's just been so much fun. Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program operated by Sass Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture, and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other Sass Culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. 
Special thanks to Paved Arts in Saskatoon for their technical support. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time... <laughs>